Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. shout of praise in this place. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, oh God. Hallelujah. You can do better than that. Come on. Go ahead. Shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout to the Lord. We worship you, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah, Lord. And I exalt thee. I exalt Thee, I exalt Thee, O Lord, I exalt Thee, and I exalt Thee. watching online or if you're here and this is unfamiliar what we're doing is just giving God praise because he deserves all glory and all honor he deserves our time he deserves our focus he deserves our hands being lifted before him and in an act of surrendering I worship you go ahead just raise your hand and give him a wave offering of praise we worship you Lord hallelujah we bless your holy name we magnify you There's peace in the place right now. There's peace in this room. Hallelujah. I pray if you're watching online that you're experiencing the peace that we have right now. 
Amen. Amen. Is anybody desperate for his presence today? Are you desperate for him? Amen. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship today. Hope you had a chance to grab an outline this morning as you're, as you're being seated. I believe the Lord has us on a path right now and talking about his anointing. This morning, I want to give you this message of renewing our desperation for the anointed one. In case you don't know, that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Renewing our desperation. In this year, we've been talking about this thought of renewing. And the Lord keeps stirring in my heart places to renew. And remember, that, that means just to, with this idea of continuing on, persisting. Keep going forward. For some, it may be renewing because there was a pause. Whatever category you find yourself in, I know the day we can renew our desperation for Jesus Christ, renewing our desperation for the anointed one, renewing our desperation to receive his anointing. So I just want to pray. Normally, we go right into the decoration. I want to pray over this message today. Is that okay? Heavenly Father, our, our hearts are open to you. We're desperate for you. Lord, raise an urgency in us this morning as we hear this word for the next few moments. Raise an urgency for us to hear from you, to touch you, to draw close to you, to receive from you this morning. Open our hearts, oh God. Amen. Amen. Now let's grab our, our Bibles and let's say the declaration of the word. I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I want to connect again our mission, just the first part of our mission. I did this last week. I'm doing it again this week. But the first part of our mission statement, and you see that banner out in the foyer, Hopefully you're starting to memorize this, but the first part is to connect people to God. I, I hope that you felt a connection to God this morning by singing songs to Him and praise to Him, but we want to connect people to God who don't know Him, who haven't heard the name of Jesus or never used His name in the right context. They've only used it in cussing and things like that. We want them to know who He is, that He's the Savior of the world. He's the Savior of their soul. He's a Redeemer for them. So we want to connect people to God this morning. Our goal for this uh, message is to connect people to God, and people need to understand the power of Jesus' anointing. I wanted you to be connected today hearing this, that people need to understand the power of Jesus' anointing. And I'm not just talking about the power of his anointing when he walked in this earth. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures this morning that, that reflect on when he walked here on earth. But I want you to know that the same God, uh, the same Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power hasn't weakened over the years, over the centuries, and he's still touching people today. His anointing is still flowing and touching and healing lives. And so that's what we're going to focus on this morning. So as we look at this message, I want to give you just a little bit of background, some things to think about. I know there wasn't a lot of room on your notes. Uh, uh, I know some are note takers and uh, who need multiple pages to write notes. Others are like, just give me the bullet points and, and everybody's, it's okay. But if you have room on the back or whatever, you may want to jot down a couple of things. But there's, uh, in my research looking, there it looks like there's four words that is translated anoint in the New Testament. 
I'm not going to give you all those, but there's one that's directly connected uh, to Jesus. And let me show you what that, that looks like. This word anoint uh, is kiro uh, in the original language. And I want you to hear some of this because you'll, some of these words that we use describing Christ will make sense. But just a, a real quick synopsis of this word kiro. It means to consecrate is a word that was used for Jesus being consecrated to his uh, messianic office. But look at the second one. It's also the word that was used for enduing uh, Christians with the gift of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, that he poured out his anointing on us to continue to do what he was doing. And remember what Christ said, greater works that you will do than I did. How we do that? With his anointing, not our own, not our own power and strength. So when we look at the word Christ, it comes from that word Christos, Christ and when we, when we look at the scripture, we'll receive Jesus Christ. Uh, that word is connected to that one word of anointing. Jesus is the anointed one. I want you to hear that and see that because even in the first uh, four gospels of the New Testament, uh, even Matthew, the very beginning, says, uh, this is the gene- genealogy of Jesus Christ. And so what the writers did when they go back and begin to write the the accounts of Jesus walking on this earth under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they begin to say, it's just not Jesus. And and I want you to let you know, Christ is not his last name. Uh, Christ is what identifies who he is, the anointed one. So when the writers begin to write back on the pages for us to have and for others to read the accounts, uh, this is Jesus, but not just Jesus. We want everyone to know that this is Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed one by the Father above, Jesus the anointed one to touch lives, to bring healing, to set people free, to to bring redemption. This is Jesus Christ, the anointed one who is all powerful and all knowing. And this is Jesus Christ that we serve. There is no one else like him and there will never be anyone like him. He is the Messiah. He is our redeemer. He is our savior. He's the anointed one. So with that, I want us to go then into Luke chapter 4. And I'm going to stay in this text, verse, just two verses. And I'm going to do a little bit different this morning. Normally I stay in one context, of one passage for most of the time. I'm going to use these two verses as our foundation, but I'm going to pepper it with a few other verses to go along. And so you're like, you don't do that very often. Okay, take advantage of it today and enjoy uh, this, uh, this style this morning. But I want you to hear out of this passage, Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Now I want you to think about this, these verses under this heading, renewing our desperation for Christ's mission. There's a lot of things we could go there. I didn't put on the great commission scriptures, but we know what it is to go into all the world, right? We're going to make disciples, teaching them about Jesus and all the things he taught us, baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's be desperate for his mission, not our mission. Amen? This is the words of Jesus when he's proclaiming who he is. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has, and here's, the, here's this word anointed, is derived from that word Christe. Here's the one, anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm included at the end six words I want to focus on, six thoughts I want to focus on this morning. Preaching, empathy, deliverance, healing, restoration, 
and anticipation. Let's move into the scripture again, back in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And here's your thought I want you to write in your notes. Renewing our desperation for anointed preaching. Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus also says this in Matthew chapter 11. And when he was in discussion and he was talking, this is just to let you know the context. John the Baptist is in prison and he's asking his friends, go and talk to Jesus and ask him, are you really the Messiah? Are you the one that we've been looking for or do we need to look for another? And here's the response that Jesus says, go back and tell John this. Go tell him these things which you have, that you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have heard and have the gospel preached to them. Jesus is saying, this is not what I've just done. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach this good news of, of salvation. And, but I'm not just going to give a word that is good, but I'm going to do something that is good. I'm going to bring healing and, and wholeness to people. Blind eyes will be opened up. Lame will, will walk. The, the lepers are going to be cleansed. The, the deaf are going to hear. And the gospel is going to be preached. In Romans chapter 10, Paul begins to address the idea about anointed preaching. He asks these questions. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? This is our mandate. We've got to go to a world that hasn't heard or believed in Jesus. But this is what Paul is saying. How are they going to call on him who they haven't believed in? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard of? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good news. I'm telling you, in these last days, we need anointed preachers in the pulpit. They can't just wake up on a morning saying, anoint me today, but they need to be walking in the anointing to be able to preach the word of God. They need to be able to preach the word of God with an anointing that is not of themselves, but is sent down from heaven because the message is out. How will they hear? How will they know that they need, to need, that they need a savior? How will they know that they need to repent unless somebody is anointed to preach the message? But the message is not just a message of salvation. That's where it starts. But there needs to be a message of wholeness. God doesn't want us broken in this life. There's going to be times that we're broken. You're going to be disappointed. Raise your hand if you've ever been disappointed by somebody in this life. You've all been disappointed by somebody somewhere. How many has been disappointed because of a situation? It didn't go the way that you wanted to go. and didn't. It fell apart and you became discouraged. But the Lord doesn't want to leave you in discouragement or depression. He wants to bring you out and make you whole. And that's going to happen because you get your eyes on Jesus. And that's what this is all about. It's not eyes on a man. It's on eyes on Jesus Christ. He's the one that lifts up our weary heads. He's the one that strengthens our weary bodies. He's the one that gives us hope when everybody else says it's hopeless. He's the one that sets us on fire to burn his light in this world when the darkness seems all around us. It's not about man, but it's about the man Jesus Christ. Christ, uh, the anointed one, the Son of God. Amen? So we need anointed preaching. Anointed preaching is not just being loud. I know I'm worked up a little bit, but you can't just take someone being loud as being anointed. Sometimes there's people who are loud, they're just loud. 
but when there's an anointing. It doesn't matter how loud or how quiet, but the words penetrate past the ears to the heart. And the Spirit of God begins to move and shake, begin to make some shifting in a person's life. It draws their attention. When there's anointing in the room, you get convicted when you're being distracted. Because the Holy Spirit's saying, pay attention, pay attention. He's speaking to our hearts. Lord, let your anointing, no matter who is standing here preaching the word, let the anointing flow, not bringing glory to that person, but glory to you, but it grabs our attention. We need anointed preaching. We need desperation for anointing preaching. And so it works on your side too. Those who are sitting in the congregation, they need to be desperate to hear anointed preaching, not just coming in uh, uh, just casually like, oh, it's Sunday again. Uh, I'm just here to see my friend. No, I'm desperate to hear the word of God. Uh, I'm desperate to, to let his word bring transformation and change to my I'm desperate for the preaching of the word. No matter who the preacher is, when the word of God is being proclaimed, I'm desperate. I'm hungry. That's why we say, Lord, open my ears and open my heart. Lord, I'm, I'm hungry for you. We need to be desperate. Is anyone desperate this morning for the word of God? Are you ready to press in, dig in a little bit more? I go ahead and declare, I'm desperate. I'm desperate for you. The news is going to discourage you. Information you get from the world is going to be uh, discouraging at times and a lot of times. This political season is not going to be fun. There's going to be chaos all over the place. There's going to be conflict. Get ready for it. There's going to be conflict all around. But I want to know one, this one thing I want to know. Are we desperate for his word in the spite of all that's going around us? I want to be pressed into what he's saying for us as a body of believers. How we can hold on and make it through until his return. How many knows he's coming back again? Don't get ahead of me. I'm going to go there in a moment. We also need a renewing of desperation for anointed empathy. I only have one verse for you on this one. I won't stay long here. But listen to this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Here it is. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Here's the verse. Romans 12, 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And here's where the empathy comes in. And weep with those who weep. We need to have a desperation for anointing of empathy. That we don't turn a blind eye to someone that we see where they're at. We're trying to help as best we can. In that place of empathy, I want you to remember Carlos Melendez right now. He's, he's at home. He's not able to walk. And they need a, a ramp built at their house. And they're going through the process. They're working with the VA and so we're walking alongside Billy to try to make sure that that's going. If that doesn't happen, that we got a plan B. I don't know what plan B is. You may be plan B. But we're going to do our best to empathize with what he's going through with an anointing behind it. Not just because there's a lot of people that do good out in the world, humanitarians, but it's not anointed. I want our benevolence to be anointed. I want it to be our empathy to be anointed by God. So we need to have that desperation. God, open my eyes. If we really want to say our mission is to connect people to God and to the family of God, what is it? To be known, notice, and love. Empathy is a part of that. It's got to be anointed empathy. And we've got to be desperate for it. That means we've got to pray, God, I pray, help me. 
have eyes of compassion. Help me really sense what they're going through. Help me engage with them and touch them like you would touch them. Help us, O oh Lord. We need to renew our desperation for an anointing deliverance. How many knows that God is able to deliver? Let's look at the verses again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. I'm going to jump down to this part now. To proclaim liberty to the captives. This word liberty here, one time in this actually passage in the King James is translated as deliverance. It's the only time this word is translated deliverance or could be translated deliverance. It means this, a release as from bondage, imprisonment, etc., Jesus says he's anointed us, or anointed, he was anointed to proclaim liberty, deliverance to those who are captive. And how many knows that the same anointing that God had, he wants to flow through us to preach the same message that there can be some that are delivered from the bondage that they're in. How many knows somebody that is bound up by something? They are bound up. They're actually in a, in a prison, a, a, a spiritual prison that they don't have freedom. They're addicted to something that won't let them go. Can I tell you right now? And we're in a day we can't sugarcoat anything, but this whole thing about sex trafficking, you know what the cause of it is? It's pornography. There is men that is that are that are so caught up, addicted to that, and they need to be set free. They need to be what? Delivered. Say, they need to be delivered. That is the cause and the root of it uh, is the evilness that is there, and it's not new. It's been going on for the ages, but there needs to be a deliverance from that, and we need to pray for the men and and there's women who are addicted to it too. And we need to pray, let the bondage of that, be, let them be set free. It's not comfortable to talk about, but it's a reality the church must deal with. But we need to pray for an anointing for deliverance to see men and women set free. But that's not the only addiction that is out there. There are people that are bound up by drugs. Anybody ever been impacted by someone else's life? Maybe even yourself, you were bound by drugs. But I want to let you know there's a deliverance in Jesus Christ. In the power of Jesus, there's a deliverance to be set free from any addiction that holds them back from doing what they're able to do. There are people that are addicted, and this is a new one. It hadn't happened back in the Bible times, but gaming. Is it wrong to play a game on a computer? No. But it, you become addicted to it, and you can't do anything else. You can't get a job. You can't hold a job. You, uh, there's been some who are so addicted to the gaming that they almost starve themselves to death because they can't get away from the screen. You think I'm making this stuff up? No, this is the tactics of the enemy to bring people into bondage, that they're in a prison, that they can't feel like they can get released. But I want to let you know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that we have young people here and watching online because they're going to have friends that are bound up. And it wasn't their fault. It wasn't that they wanted to get into these bondages or they wanted to get in imprisoned like this. But in the course of life, making some of the decisions that they did, they've got bound up. And it bothers and it hurts and it, and it gets in the way of relationships. It gets in the way of relationship with friends. It gets in relationships with parents. It gets in relationship with jobs. And I want to let you know that God is able. Go ahead and say it with me. God is able to pour out an anointing for people to be delivered from any type of addiction and bondage. Uh, he proclaimed it. He, yes, the word was only used once, but that's all I need to hear. One time Jesus saying, I've, become, I've come to proclaim deliverance. I've come to proclaim liberty to those who are captive. Look at that same verse in, in the New Living Translation. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to proclaim that captives, listen, go ahead and say it, that captives will be, go ahead, say it, will be, go ahead one more time, that captives will be. How many has a will be in your heart right now that my son, my daughter, my granddaughter, my grandson, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, my mother, my father, they will be, they will be, my husband, my wife, they will be, go ahead and claim it right now, they will be released. Go ahead, say it. They will be released. This is anointing I'm talking about. Believing that it is not impossible. Proclaiming that it is going to happen. No no matter how long they've been wallowing in sin, no matter how long they've been bound up, uh, it is not impossible for God to do a miracle in a moment. Amen? It doesn't have to be dragged out over weeks. It doesn't have to be dragged out over months. They don't have to go to nine weeks of therapy or nine months of therapy. I believe in a God that is able to immediately, right at the moment. How many can proclaim that with me right now? In a moment, at the altar, set them free to never pick up again. Hallelujah. Someone received that today. We need to have a renewing of desperation for anointed healing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. And here's the, the, verse, the part of the verse. And recovery of sight to the blind. This is a picture of healing both spiritually and physically. How many of you know and have some people in your lives that are spiritually blind right now? God wants to open up their eyes. He wants to bring the healing to them spiritually. There's people that you know that are physically in need of a healing. So this is a picture of healing. Let me take you to a passage in Mark chapter 5. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from Many physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. When she heard about Jesus, the answer is beginning to declare his name having a desperation to share his mission again, having a desperation to be on mission for him, that his name needs to be proclaimed throughout this city, throughout our schools, throughout our families. Lord, help us proclaim your name. And she was saying to herself, she became desperate for the anointing of Jesus Christ. She became desperate. She goes, if only I may touch his clothes I shall be made well. She knew what she needed to do. And desperation began to rise up within her. And if you look at verse 29, he says, And immediately the, the, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was, there's that word healed, that's, uh, that's connected to, to, to Jesus, healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out, of him turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude all around you? They're pressing in, they're touching you, and you're asking, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her, the thing that she did. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before her and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. 
You've seen the story. You've heard it preached better than I'm preaching it right now. This woman in her desperation. I have went every place I've gone to get help, and they couldn't help me. I've spent all the money I could spend, and no one could help me. I'm getting worse, but I heard about a man named Jesus, and I've already heard some testimonies of him healing. And if I can just press in, I want to let you know it was her desperation that made her press in. She wasn't going to settle for what she had, but she says, if I can only get to the the hem of his garment, if I can only touch his clothing. She saw all the crowd that was around, and she could make a lot of excuses. Well, there's just too many people. He won't have time for me. I won't ever get up there. But she, in her desperation, because she needed an answer to prayer. How many here today needs an answer to prayer? Are you desperate enough to keep pressing in, to touch yet but just his hem of his garment? Do you understand what I'm saying? We can't sit back and say, well, maybe it's not for me. I'm telling you that the healing power of God is for you, and but you have to press in, and you've got to say, I'm desperate, and you've got to make your way through the crowd. You may bump into somebody. I don't know what it exactly looked like if she was walking through the crowd or if she was crawling on her knees, but it said she touched the hem of, her, of his garment, so she had to get down and low. She had to move through the crowd, and as she kept pressing in, I imagine her hand was stepped on, but that didn't deter her from going another step. When your hand gets stepped on or your foot gets stepped on or your ego gets stepped on or your pride gets stepped on or something else gets stepped on, you need to say, I'm going to press in anyway. When someone calls and says something to you that is discouraging and, and your feelings get hurt, I'm saying, go ahead and press in and touch the hem of his garment. Be desperate this morning. Be desperate today. We need a renewal of desperation for an anointed restoration. Again in verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me, and here's what I want you to focus on, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The word oppressed is actually only used one time in the New Testament, this word. It means bruised. It means to break, break in pieces. Shatter, smite through. There's some bruised people. Could even be here today. Been bruised. People watching online feel like you've been bruised. You've been, been broken. You've been broken into pieces at times. It feels like you've ever used that. I feel like everything's just been shattered in my life. You've been bruised. If any one of you have ever had a physical bruise, especially a deep one, you can't even touch that area. It's not cut open. It's not bleeding. But deep inside, there's a bruise, and it's painful, and it's sensitive. You can't even touch because of the pain that it causes. And there's some of you that are in this room and some of that are watching online that have been bruised. And so when even the subject comes up, you begin to cringe. The pain begins to rise up again. You've been bruised. You, you've been broken. You're in pain. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to move forward because you're bruised and it's still there. But I want to let you know the one who was bruised for us who have been bruised. So we can have healing. So we can have peace. So we can lay it down at his feet no matter how hurtful, how much pain. 
No doubt there's someone watching online, could even be here, who's experienced deep bruise in their life by someone they, they trusted, sexually molested. We don't like to talk about it, but it's happened. There's so many people filled in churches that are carrying that weight. There's people that are connected to churches, probably watching today, had to make a decision to have an abortion that they regret now. They're bruised. They need healing. There's people who are bruised because of a broken relationship. They're bruised because no one knows how the relationship is. There are people who are bruised because of things that they've done to break relationships. But can I let you know that all these things can be healed in Jesus' name? He loves us that much. There's been people who feel like they've been abandoned and their life was shattered. But we have a God who cares. We have a God who cares. This is the message of hope that we give. He's a peace speaker. And I want to go ahead and say it's not easy to bring those things to Christ at times. Not because he doesn't make it easy. He does. He says, cast all your cares upon me. I care for you. It's us. Go ahead, point to yourself. It's me. I get in the way sometimes because I'm afraid to open up even to Jesus. But can I let you know he already knows? And the healing begins when you say to him, I need you. I'm desperate for you. I can't make it without you. I've tried and tried and tried. When you begin to say that, he begins to open up the anointing flowing from heaven down to touch you where you're at. Can you handle one more? Renewing our desperation for an anointing anticipation. Again, I'll have one verse for you, but it's going to be powerful. Here's the context again. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. This is Jesus speaking. And he says this in verse 19. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Here's our verse. Revelations 22, 20. This is John the Revelator writing under inspiration of the Holy Spirit from the island of Patmos. He was casted out there for preaching the gospel. But while he was there, the Holy Spirit moved on him to write the revelation. The end of the story, right? How many is looking for the end of the story? Here it is. He who testified these sayings says, and this is what Jesus is saying. These are the words of Christ. Surely I am coming quickly. Go ahead, say that with me. Surely I am coming quickly. And this is what, here's what John Rutherford said. Even so, come Lord Jesus. That needs to be our prayer. Are we anticipating? We need an anointing, a renewal of anointing for the anticipation of his return. You've heard me preach on it again, but we've got to stay fired up. He is coming back again, looking for a church that is looking for him. Hallelujah. Our preach team is going to come back here in just a moment. I want to do the Bible. Are you ready? I made it easy for you. You don't have to fill any blanks this time. But this week, I want you to read Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. I want you to pray this. 
since it's already there. Can you just go ahead and pray it with me out loud? Lord, I am desperate for you, the anointed one, to be the center of my life. I am desperate for your anointing to touch and flow in every aspect of my life. I am desperate for your anointing to touch me, my family, and my church. Now go ahead and say with this last line as much as you can. Hard. Do it. Ready? I do not want to miss when it when you move. Go ahead and say it again. I don't want to miss it when you move. There's a typo there. I don't want to miss it when you move. Hallelujah. Lord, we don't want to miss it when you move. Are you ready? One, a couple of verses. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. This week, read this passage. I'm going to read a couple of verses from it. Now, it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. How many knows the power of the Lord is present today for healing? Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And they begin to question this. Dropping down a couple of verses, Jesus says this. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately, he rose up before them, took up what he had been laying on, and he departed to his own house, glorifying God. You know the story, many of you. This man who was paralyzed, laying on a mat, couldn't get into the presence of the Lord where the healing was able to take place. He had some friends that were desperate for him to be healed. In this walk, there's times that we need to be desperate for ourselves. God, I need you, I need you. But it also works the other way. We can be desperate for someone else. And they said, we're going to make sure that you get in contact. I want to back up this word for anoint. Representing the one, the word, especially the one that was used for Christ. It had an emphasis of making contact. It was a smearing, but there was, a, there was an emphasis on that. It meant there was contact. Jesus contacts us. He touches us. And their friend said, we need it. we're desperate. We've seen him lay here so long. He's been in so much pain, and we believe that Jesus is able to heal. We're not going to let the crowd stop us from going in. Could you imagine being in the room, listening to Jesus, seeing him, seeing him talking, and all of a sudden dust begin to fall down from the ceiling? What is that? You begin to hear footsteps walking on the ceiling. You begin to ignore it because I'm focused on what Jesus says. But then all of a sudden, there's a light coming in that you didn't see before. It's a sunlight from outside because someone began to pull back the, back the roof to say, we're going to let him down. Ready or not, here he comes. And I want to let you know that Jesus is able to heal right now. Ready or not, here he comes. He's in the room, but we've got to press in. How many is desperate this morning? I don't care what you have need of, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, relational healing, financial healing, it, whatever it is. If you're desperate this morning, if you're desperate, without any hesitation, join me up here. We're going to begin to press in. Will you come?
If you're here, I want you to, if you're able to stand, I want you to stand. If you're desperate, if you're desperate, this is a time. This is not a time just to relax. I'm sorry, this is a time to press in. So if you're able to stand physically, do it. We're going to press in this song, but here's what I'm going to get you prepared for next week. There's another, another message on anointing coming next week. Father's Day a, a year ago, two years ago, men, we passed out these prayer cloths. And... And I just want to let you, how many knows that sometimes anointing just kind of goes away? You, you need a refreshing. Bring them back. We're going to anoint them again. Ladies, a lot of you got prayer cloths on the Mother's Day one time. Bring them back for a fresh anointing. We just anointed a new prayer cloth for Annette. She's going to go through some, some chemo this week. We're praying God is going to touch her. How many believe that? Some of you need a, a refreshing of the anointing. If you don't have one, go buy a handkerchief. We'll anoint it. I'm telling you, there's going to be something that, there's no power in this, but there's a refreshing remembering that God is able. Now we're getting ready to go into something right here that shows desperation. Tear off the roof, lower me down. Whatever it takes. Someone go ahead and say, whatever it takes. Are you ready? Are you going to press in? Go ahead, lead us. Tear off the roof, lower me down, whatever it takes to get me to you.
Whatever it takes to get me to you Roll every stone, push through the crowd God, I want to see a breakthrough Tear off the roof, lower me down Whatever it takes to get me to you Roll every stone, push through the crowd God, I want to see a breakthrough 